listen up, little Captain Travis. And uh, by little Captain Travis, we are referring to you, the listener. I uh, <clears throat> was recently talking nice with... to say uh, that once in 160 episodes. I think, we, I, think it's, <laughs> I, I discovered that we should do that at least once every 160 because... I was talking to a friend who's like a right seldom about. listener, but, you know, sporadic. And <laughs> somehow I said something about, or, or I think uh, someone else at the table was like, yeah, it's just so inside jokes. And then it's inside on the inside. And, and you know, the, the little Captain Travis, and that's their listeners. And, and then my friend was like, oh, that you so <laughs> the listeners. Are, and he's like, oh, God, I had the whole time. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Grant started cutting my cutting me doing that in the intro. I, I figured this was a, a, a unanimous decision. I did it once, then it was cut. I don't remember that. It was a bad intro. I remember it wasn't there. Well, maybe you, do you remember that you didn't say it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I remember it wasn't maybe there. Maybe you did. I don't know. It's been it's been a long time, and I've got a lot of things. So <laughs> you're gonna have to be more specific. There it is. There it is. We got him. We got your ass. Got your ass, Grant. He admits it right here. Oh, I've never cut a lot of things. I've never shied away. I cut everything. I would cut. I would cut every episode if I could. <laughs> What was your topic? Oh, well, I'll tell you what the topic is. This week on Free Legal Advice Podcast, well, uh, we're getting high and mighty. Not to be confused with our sister podcast, High and Mighty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting stoned and lifting weights. <laughs> yep. I'm up to 185 uh, on the bench. <laughs> what I want to collectively define here is the line where we go from high class, where that crosses into pretentious bullshit uh and once we can define that line we will then use our newfound knowledge to scam the rich um so the impetus for this uh episode uh came from a movie that is in the criterion collection and and again uh, actually before i before i go further keep in mind what what i my my thesis here is that Every one of us probably has a different line to draw where you just go, all right, that's pretentious bullshit. Um, hmm. <clears throat> and so as I, I'm already realizing as I'm talking, you guys may draw the line before I even get to what I'm about to say. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. as a, I mean, as, like for me, Matt, it's like, that movie don't have a chick with tits and them tits don't <laughs> fart? That ain't for me. That's some pretentious, highfalutin art house bullshit. <laughs> I will never watch a film without farting tits. Ever. Man, you see that? Her big old titties come flopping out, Bigfoot run right into them, bam, and then titties farted everywhere. <laughs> Fart me in Tit Lewis. No, that doesn't work. By the way, I've never seen a movie. But <laughs> I'm just waiting well. for one to clear that bar. Let's go. Well, ben, hey, by the way, shit. you don't need to. Ben just described all of them. <laughs> My favorite. Well, this is going to be a little more of a challenge than I I'd thought, rather so. be Gravedigger than Bigfoot. <laughs> So as a subscriber to the Criterion channel, uh, I get emails uh, about some of their, their upcoming movie releases, or sometimes it's like a streaming premiere or some restoration they just did, blah, blah, blah. So got this email from Criterion uh, about a movie called Park Lanes, and it said, Park Lanes, exclusive streaming premiere of Park Lanes, a film by Kevin Jerome Iverson. 
and already I'm like, all right, three names. That's always a little. <laughs> He's <laughs> you're pushing it there, buddy. Um, <clears throat> but let me read you the description of the movie Park Lanes. Kevin Jerome Everson's monument of durational cinema mm. immerses viewers in the inner workings of a factory that produces bowling alley equipment. A full eight-hour workday oh, experienced God. in real time. Fuck you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lazy plus no editing. Yeah. Line has been crossed. Yeah. Entrancing, meditative, and totally enveloping, Park Lane unfolds according to the rhythms and rituals of the workers whose shifts it patiently documents. Their quotidian tasks taking on a profound significance. The result is one of the most perceptive films ever made about labor and one of modern cinema's most singular achievements. <laughs> This guy set up a Written. tripod and walked away. Yeah. It was security cam. The camera was already there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm mostly pissed that he thought of it first. Like, that's where the anger comes from. That's, that's where true. the anger comes from, uh. is to be like, yeah, I can get high and write a blurb about a movie. And then just, you know, <laughs> I'm pissed because I thought it, was, it said it was by Ke- Keenan Ivory Wayans, and instead it's like Kevin Ivers, Ivory... And it's bullshit. And there ain't a farting tit to be seen. <laughs> a farting tit. I, mean, I just thought it was going to be like in living color again, but it was bu- some bullshit instead. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah, that sucks dick. Right? Cause it's How was like, it? I- Did you watch all eight hours? <laughs> it was actually pretty good. Six hours bad. in, I was pissed. This isn't getting any better. It's like I, Caligula. I would love it if, like, right at the end, you know, it's like, and but just before you have time to stop, in case you weren't going to watch the credits, there's just two guys going ah! <laughs> and pointing at you and uh, just laughing. Yeah, they watched the whole thing, Larry. Yeah, uh, like I watch a lot of uh, arty bullshit, uh, and I have watched a seven and a half hour version of War and Peace that was in Russian with English subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where I draw yeah. the line. <laughs> I like how you're like, hey, seven and a half hours. You push it to eight. Fuck you. Fuck and you, you. And you say, and you have That's it in a, in, in a language I understand. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> yeah, but hear me out. What if it's eight hours, but it's easy to understand because it's just me watching a bowling factory work or bowling ball factory work, and uh, it's in English because everyone understands bowling balls. What's Russian for bowling ball? <laughs> Look at it. That's the thing. There's no one talking. Well, so any part of me that is intrigued by this is like, that's a half hour how it's made episode, right? Yeah. Go to the bowling alley factory. I do want to see how it works. How do they mm-hmm. make that stuff? Uh-huh. But do I, don't, do I need to clock in <laughs> to do so? I mean, the drudgery of working in a factory. Uh, uh, Grant, have you worked in a factory? No. Okay. Uh. 75% of us have worked in a factory. Yeah, man. There's a lot of fucking drudgery. It's just, I don't know. It's just... It's work. I mean, it would be also dumb if you sat behind me and watched what I did all day. Although I would admit I would rather do that probably um, than go back to woods or uh, uh, God never climbers. But um, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to. I was starting to explore it. Now I feel like I'm spending eight hours. Uh, <laughs> he fucking got you. He's already won. <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying too hard to go. Well, now I see that it is hard to do a job. Shut up, man. No. Okay, no. Matt. Matt, pull it up right now. On the cover, yeah. there's a little laurel leaf, and it just says, gotcha, Ben. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> 
He won. <laughs> uh. You know, you're talking about this fine line uh, with like art and stuff. Um, I, I I have a quick. Uh, I came at this from the other way one time, uh, back when I was a hick and my wife decided to start culturing me. Um, we went to an art museum and there were several questions that I can save for another day of how dumb I was about art. <laughs> but uh, there was a there was a, uh, a, a bunch of art uh, by like uh, Marcel Duchamp and all these guys who did like, you know, they kind of pushed the, the envelope of what is art. And I was like, that's just a suitcase. That's dumb. And then you walk up and you go oh, it's carved from wood and painted to look like a suitcase. And I was like, you put a lot of work... And it started making me think. And I was like, okay. I, 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 I bounced over. The, I was like, okay, I have not crossed the line. I was about to, I was about to cry foul. But uh, it, was, it was mystical and magical, all the stuff I saw, as opposed to this, which I'm just like, who is this guy? I want to know where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> this I movie think guy. an art museum is the perfect place to find your, your line because I have definitely been going through... Especially when you get into like modern stuff, right? You know, a museum where someone uh, who I'm with, it's like, that's not art. This is stupid, you know? And it's like, you're rolling your eyes at them because it's like, no, you don't, you don't get it, man. This is like, uh, it's making you reimagine or rethink something. And then you walk, then I've walked into the next room. One, one time at MoMA in New York, one of the exhibits was literally a bale of hay sitting on the floor and it had like a little placard next to it by who did it. And I was like, Ugh. fuck you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I do think there uh, another when it gets into like more the commercial realm instead of just art like uh, maybe it's because we're uh, such a consumerist society that we're, we're always wanting like the next cooler thing or one thing that makes us a little bit uh, that what we're eating a little bit more special than the next person and um, one of the trends and, and the, the trends will always kind of sweep through now this is the the new it food you all have to have or whatever Um in Brooklyn for a while, uh, porridge became like a hot breakfast thing where there was like a porridge house, uh, in the like trendy, uh, area where uh, my wife's like, that's just gruel. Like you're, you're charging like $8 for a bowl of gruel. Like why, why, what makes porridge special? But if you like package it just right and brand it just right, like people will pay $8 Uh for gruel. You know that Uh crap that poor people ate centuries ago? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be twelve bucks. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. Like, on both, if the intention is that you're purposely fucking with someone, I think it's best because uh, if, if we go back to the durational cinema example, uh, if the guy's intention <laughs> is to show you the the trance of a factory i'm kind of like fuck you but if his intention as one of you pointed out was at the end where it's just him laughing at you for watching it like the whole thing was a prank then i would applaud and approve right i mean that is even a level of art too to go like uh, about like calling out pretension you know mm, yes. it could be it's like pretentious bait is what like the and the title is an anagram of pretentious bait i don't fucking know whatever I don't make movies. I don't make movies. I burn them. Wait, that doesn't make fucking sense. I don't make boobies. I fart them. Pubacious taint. I think so. <laughs> Putting it on a koozie. <laughs> Put that some I have bitch it in a puffy a shirt that I wear to work all the time. <laughs> like, there's, there's like no way to like insult Ben because even a good one could be like, ha putting that on a koozie. <laughs> <laughs> Just made another cool billion. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> Mr. Cold Ass Billions. That's my tattoo that I have on my chest. Mr. Cold Ass Billions. It shows like money, but it's in like it's got like icicles hanging off those money bags. That's how you know they're cold. 
this yacht was brought to you by Can Coolies. Uh, <laughs> what, what would your what would your yacht name be that to to highlight that it was that it was from your coolie fortune? Uh, the SS, my millions of dollars, bitch. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't work. Never no, mind. I'm not good. I believe this. it's Her Majesty's USS. Corey is the one who really yes. is the boat name. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, uh, I'll run that through the uh, the boat name Utron uh, later on. I don't want to fire it up right now. The the, the steam engine's quite loud for yeah. recording, but uh, I do that off off camera. Yeah, depends how pretentious I want to be. If I want to go like a jacuz, you know, but that's that's a little bit highfalutin for what I'm after. By the way, that's the one I was going to come up with. Thanks. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, our we're we're aligned that the the what we can get out of pretension is that it's fun to to call people out uh, for their pretension and do it as a prank. So what we should do, uh, and what we're going to do now is to uh, come up with uh, new levels of pretension that we can uh, deploy to the world and. Uh, See how well we can um, come up with, you know, the latest uh, it thing, the latest trend, the the must do or must see thing that people will shell out absorbent amounts of money for uh, and get uh, basically bullshit in return. So uh, Ben, Corey, and Grant will each. I've given each of them a category uh, where they will come up with their most pretentious idea for that category. I will be uh, rewarding points. Uh, for these ideas based on uh, snobbery. So how elite is your uh, plan or your idea? Um, for I'll be giving points for head up assness. So it's that uh, <laughs> it factor when your head is so far up its ass that its own head has another ass up it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> There's, you know, the rod from Simpsons. <laughs> The rod up that man's put, butt has a rod up its butt. Thank you. But this, the head up that man's ass has a head up its ass. There you go. There you go. There it is. We did it. Uh, and then lastly, on the money-making side, you know, uh, you can come up with a hella pretentious idea, but if it costs... I know you... Now, I am factoring in uh, rule number one of Free Legal Advice Podcast. You have to spend money to make money. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, if you spend a billion dollars to make uh, a billion and one, that's not a not a great uh, pretentious scam. So you made a billion dollars. Yeah, you can claim. Oh, you can... we had different conclusions. <laughs> you, you were broke a second ago. Now you got a billion yeah. and one dollars. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Ice cold billions. Where do you think that comes from? Do you think he has a billion dollars? <laughs> I'll be on my boat. <laughs> Rags to riches. Time for this. Uh, okay, so our who wants to go rags to riches, Corey? Go rich to riches. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck rags. <laughs> It's a rich to riches story. The slogan of the rich. Fuck rags. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So uh, our categories, Ben is going to cover fine dining. Uh, Tell us about Mm -hmm. a new dining experience that uh, will be the latest in pretension. Corey's going to tell us about a travel experience uh, that uh, will surely be the height of too muchery. And Grant (laughs) uh, will take us on a trip to the art museum and point out uh, the most prestigious item that uh, we maybe auctioned off because it's the must-have item. So uh, let's do that in reverse order. um, Let's start with Grant. 
let's go to the art auction house. Uh, Grant, tell us about your pretentious scheme and uh, why I want to bid my billion and one dollars on it. Okay. Well, uh, <clears throat> at the art museum, this big crowd gathered around, sipping stuff from containers you know what you fill in mm-hmm. whatever whatever the, whatever a fancy liquid is from whatever a fancy container is <laughs> that's what they're doing you're off to a good start <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sunny d from a boot huh? sunny d from... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes that is precisely it this is my crowd um there's a big curtain covering uh the the piece of art that is about to be revealed. There's a drum roll. The uh, cord is pulled. Curtain uh, is pulled back to reveal absolutely nothing. A 20-foot <gasps> by 20-foot empty space <laughs> with my signature written on the floor. The name of this piece is La Nuce de Dieu, which, uh, for those of you who do not speak French, means... The anus of God. <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, it could really. It could. And depending yeah, on that. the on the crowd that's there, I could say you know it, it's about uh, either the pointlessness of creation, or maybe it's the emptiness of mm. life without mm. creation, or you know mm. war or sex or whatever. Mm. Uh, mm. Anything. Mm. And the thing is, you know. They can't buy the room and take it home with them. But I can come to their home and sign a room of theirs uh, if, if I, the artist, you know, deem this room to be such a work of art, which I will every time. Mm. But I'll pretend that it's like a really <laughs> high bar to clear. Uh, but uh, I'll just go there, sign my name. And, of course, that's a different work of art, you know. La Nuce de Dieu is at whatever museum we're at. But I, I got tons <laughs> of names. We got uh, Le Mamelon de Moise, uh, The Nipples of Moses. Perinée uh, uh, de Trompe de Buddha, uh, Buddha's Soggy Taint. Un uh, Col <laughs> de Lutarus pour Zeus, uh, A Cervix for Zeus. Yeah, I, I got a million of them. I got a million of them. I got a million of them. So uh, yeah. that's that is the scam. I mean, <laughs> sublime creation of art uh, that I that I have uh, created. At first, I was like, "How's he going to pull this off?" And then I I heard the name you gave it, mm-hmm. La Dieu. Uh, to which I, I gave you a tip of my Sunny D boot. Um, but when you said it could be sexy, I drained that fucker and mm-hmm. ran for my wallet. Like the fact that it can be about there sex. Now I want one. Wow. And it's so big, 20 by 20? Yeah, and that's really what makes it the elitist thing, is that you have to have 400 square feet of empty space to set aside (laughs) for me to write my name very small on the, the corner. I got a rumpus room my mother in law sleeps in. Is this can we can we make something happen here? We had to move the kids into our room, but it was worth it. Uh really class up for joint. For the nipples of Moses. Uh, Okay. Very interesting. Very, very uh, elite. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Corey, let's uh, let's move into the realm of travel. Uh, Once the once this pandemic's over, you know people are going to be dying to travel. So what's going to be the uh, 
the latest and as we all greatest. know, you can't stop people from traveling. People be traveling, but <laughs> there's a certain class of people that travel, and this adds for them. Uh, this is a brochure for a, a travel destination, uh, an experience, an excursion. Really, it's a it's a life ex- excursion experience. Mm-hmm. The great and the lowly share a soul. From the scion of a mighty lineage to the humble man with an acceptably diverse stock portfolio, man's true birthplace was the jungle. Nourish your inner self and commune with the ancient and forgotten wisdom of the jungle kings that we are descended from. Your hard work and good breeding has brought you to the precipice of this Proustian journey. Will you take the leap? Say yes. And join us on this life-altering journey into the San Vicente jungle. Um, in which you will be dropped off at the homeless encampment near the uh, VA up on San Vicente and Wilshire here in, um, here in sunny L.A., one of the biggest homeless encampments, one of the biggest hobo jungles that currently exists. Um, uh, what's beauty is that this, um, this off-grid, low-necessity, low outdoor, interminable cohabitation um, uh, offers a, a special kind of, like... Uh, uh, experience that other jungle safaris don't give you. This is a meditative retreat, uh, including uh, aromatherapy. Um, is gonna. <laughs> 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 uh, um, you can join in uh, daily. There's daily chanting slash cursing slash shouting at ghosts. Um, and there's also uh, uh, as you meditate, you can deep cycle your body soil right back into your sleeping rags. <laughs> and this is this is a self-guided safari there's no pace no schedule this is one-on-one wilderness where you'll be meeting dogs and squirrels and police dogs um <laughs> and the bidding starts at a billion and one dollars <laughs> i don't yeah, know i got some koozies to sell yeah. I don't know. I gotta um, unload some koozies. I don't really know which. Uh, there's some comedian has a joke about in heaven the rich should have to explain to the poor how expensive it is to go camping. Uh, something along those lines. I don't know who's that. You know, whatever, whoever the idea I'm stealing there. That's the idea I'm stealing. <laughs> Do I hear a billion and two? No. <laughs> uh, I I was thinking about that today. Uh, in in the like kind of glamping uh, movement where you can very easily cross from like where you're, you're quote unquote camping, but you know, you're out in a fully like air conditioned thing, but you can also, then you can really like blend that into like starting to convince people for the roughing it experience that, you know, the ultimate in luxury and they're sleeping out, you know, in in a tent again. But, uh, this, this sounds pretty magical and sounds, uh, you know, the, the recycling your, your, your soil look (laughs) into, uh, into your dirty rag. Um, it sounds very eco-friendly as well. Body soil. So Body, if, if that's for, even like a spiritual kind of thing that it sounds ooh. like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just a heads up, the return on investment is almost a billion and one dollars per ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Minus one bus ticket. Yeah, we're just dropping, I'm just dropping them off near the Chipotle and they won't be allowed to use the bathroom and the rest will sort itself out. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the one thing I, I didn't catch was you said the there people will be yelling at goats, ghosts, ghosts, ghosts. Like uh, there's a morning meditation where everyone gets up and starts you know you shouting at traffic or ghosts. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, fantastic. All right. Last one. Uh, 
that's I've worked up an appetite, Ben. Tell me what uh, <laughs> my uh, fine dining experience uh, can be. What's the height of, of dining these days? Well, I hope you worked up an appetite to have your mind blown. <laughs> uh, I'm not good at that part. Okay. Uh, not good at openers, but wait till I, wait till I close. Um, so we are launching a new restaurant called Virtue. This is a game-changing visionary dining concept for ethical consumers whose refined palate is matched only by their refined values. So Virtue is a farm-to-table, sustainably-sourced concept with a local, ethnically diverse, non-cis staff. Uh, Our casting director will work with Wardrobe to ensure that all guests are aware that they are supporting a sustainable and non-binary, ethnically conscious, uh, or ethically conscious concept. It will be very apparent to all diners, um, but without hitting them over the head with it. So the menu is designed by multi-time three Michelin star winner Elaine Ducasse uh, and will focus on reimagined classics, bringing out the best in our locally sourced, sustainable produce and protein. We'll, of course, have a small dining room uh, seating just with just 17 seats, you know, to kind of, I don't want to say manufacture the exclusivity, but yes, that's what we're doing. Um, So there will be uh, three rotating menu items and a 13-course prefix menu available in advance uh, for $190. Now, that includes tip, but not drinks. Um, Of course, you could have a wine pairing uh, series with that uh, 13-course meal for $300. Um, So... Our concept is unique. Uh, so the guests order, of course, um, and then they're given their time to enjoy cocktails. And then they are served an iPad with a high-resolution video of the food that they order. <laughs> <laughs> the meal itself will be fed to undernourished inner-city children of color. <laughs> the guests are, have their choice of either canned soup... Or a cheese sandwich, allowing them to experience the meal of a poor person. That, combined with buying a Michelin star meal for an inner city child of color, would bring a certain air of authenticity and superiority at their next dinner party. You know what I mean? So people with a lot of money are going to be lining up for this experience to really express how, how socially conscious that they are. Now, of course, we reuse the same video of each dish, okay? Uh, and while we pr- the meals we provide are technically served to inner-city inner children of color, uh, you would not confuse them with the video, okay? <laughs> um, and so this is almost pure profit, all right? Um, now, they do get the booze. Um, they definitely do get to tell their friends, but... Uh, that combined with the uh, the cheese sandwich and canned soup, which I can get for a, a very good price, um, this is a very highly profitable venture. But at 17 seats, we can't turn tables over as fast as I would like. Uh, so to uh, increase our ROI, um, we have partnered with the messaging app Signal um, to bring this experience to allow more people to do more good. 
So when you're ordering online, you know, like Grubhub, etc., this tacks on a substantial <laughs> donation so you can give a meal to an inner city child of color while you're ordering your Taco Bell. Um, so users just need to go to Virtue slash Signal to download this plugin uh, for the messaging service. So uh, let's start the bill- bidding at how about a billion dollars and ninety nine cents? Wow, that's <laughs> undercutting <laughs> bastard! You did the same thing to me on uh, Price Is Right. So if I if I'm catching that last part correctly, uh, through an app, I can now mm-hmm. uh, order this. My if I order through the app, do I still get the the video experience of the food that I am not eating? Oh yeah, absolutely, oh, okay. absolutely. So you'll get to see the um, the frisé with uh, champagne vinaigrette that you are served to an inner city children of color, an undernourished inner city children of color um, who has so much potential. Um, so you order your Taco Bell, and then you get to see a video of them. Uh, well, you don't see them eating the salad; you just see the salad. Uh, and then, like, slowly bites of it are removed and pulled off the plate. And then back to the kids and smiling. the video ends. I 100% gotcha. cannot believe this doesn't already actually exist <laughs> in the real world. Like, this is just... Yeah. Like, I, this is just... As soon as you made it an app that makes you... That, that allows you to brag at, at parties, I was like, how? How would... So, yeah, but just, you know, imagine you, you order, and you're talking over cocktails about, like, isn't it so nice that he's going to get this... Um, you know, balloon of foie gras mm-hmm. uh, that's popped by a um, a splinter of, uh, uh, I don't know, the ox cross. marrow. I don't fucking know. Thank you. Um, what, you. You talk about how nice that's going to be, and then you're served an iPad, and you just get to watch that, like, plate of beautiful plated food, and it's slowly cut up and moved off the plate. That's great. And you get a, you know, Velveeta sandwich. All right, uh, fascinating. I can tell you want to invest. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I've, I'm tabulating the results over here for our first uh, annual pretentious uh, challenge here. The pretenders? And the pretenders. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have to admit, I uh, you'll find out as, as I read through the scoring here that I, I share some of Grant's uh, uh, reaction to that one. So uh, <laughs> Grant's idea... Uh, for snobbery, we get a nine out of ten. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, for head up your assness, that was a ten out of ten. I that was hoping. You, I you figured really, strong marks in that one. The French names and <laughs> yes. you know, really. To be fair to the other two, once you're dealing in in fine art, you know, you kind of have a leg up already and yeah. head up your own assness. But oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. For money makings, I I gave you a five out of ten because it's right there in between. Like when you do sell these, uh, it's a huge uh, potential profit. But the art world is fickle, you know. Sometimes things catch on and sometimes they don't. Uh, That could be a little hit or miss. Probably sell a like a handful of them, dozen, couple dozen maybe, and then then that's it. Then it's just done. Yeah, they're moving on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey uh, and snobbery, I, I gave you a six because. Well, the it is an elite experience. Uh, I I could see that like kind of trending down into the um, uh, the, the like the plebes of the world. So you know where it becomes like a hot Instagram idea for for us normies uh, to do, not just rich people. So <laughs> six out of ten. Uh, head up your own assness, though. Uh, nine out of ten because that uh, you, you really hit every every. Uh, <laughs> 
you checked every box for um, how far up your own ass you can stick your head. And for money makings, I give you a ten. You're you're just dro- you're literally dropping people off at a homeless <laughs> right? <laughs> um, they're paying me to make them homeless. Yes. Now, uh, Ben, snobbery, ten out of ten. Uh, yes. Head up your own assness, ten out of ten. <laughs> And money making ten out of ten. <laughs> but I subtract. I subtract twenty oh. points because God damn it, that sounds like it's a real thing yeah. already, and it makes honestly, me hate everything. I was and- honestly expecting him to pull to to have that like twist at the end where actually I looked it up and th- like this is just a real thing that I'm describing. I really expected it. I subtract twenty. I'm on to you points. Uh. It's just like so close. I could be an evil. Ge- I could be a fucking evil genius. God dang it! I just picked. Well, evil I just picked homelessness, which I can see from my house. Like I didn't have to try very hard. Okay, I picked a sad ass thing already. And Ben's was more cripplingly depressive. Like ah, mine's kind of whatever. And then Grant's was kind of funny. And then I was like, ah, oh, this is probably a thing. Uh. so much effort and the the people who are like willing to do good but they're stupid i guess and have a ton of money they are like someone's like oh no 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 no! come over here i'll give them the money money." (laughs) Uh, you give the money to me and then i'll i'll pass the money on to them (laughs) i know that (laughs) giving them even more money well how does that work if i give it it'll be more by the time it gets to them if you if you all give it to me, I know how to, what to do with it. Ben, I tell you what, let's That's let's perfect. join together. You get a you get a bunch of iPad videos of people at a good festival, and we'll fire festival this thing with my homeless camp idea. <laughs> It'll be perfect. Well, because I appreciate the effort from uh, all three of you, uh, will not walk home uh, empty-handed. There's awards for everyone. Um, Ben, I think because you're <laughs> Lanus de Jeu, like do I get a little whole print of Lanus de Jeu? <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben, be, I think this will fit in nicely with your empire. Uh, it, it, this is a revolutionary can coolie. It's it's a it's a can coolie shaped to the custom specifications of your hand. So there's like five oh. kind of hand coolie sort of sleeves as it were what? that were all put into one that you actually slip over your hand Ooh. What? and you wear this this kind of thin uh, layer of cloth on your hand so that uh-huh. when you uh, hold your drink you know your hand doesn't get cold uh, nor, nor the drink. Dude, a glove? So. Yeah, that's Ooh. perfect. I'm always, my coo- I'm always losing my coolie. I can never hold it on at the same time. We could call it a glove. You I could, like that we idea. We could call Corey. it a coal miner's glove. That's already a thing that exists. <laughs> or a catcher's <laughs> mitt. They'll call it a catcher's mm. mitt. Ah, there you go. Uh, Sometimes it just Grant, comes to me. Thanks. Uh, for your efforts, I'm giving you a trip to the bowling alley factory. Ooh. <laughs> I always want to see how <laughs> them pins are made. eight-hour immersive experience. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey, uh, who comes in first place one point ahead of Grant. I did it. Uh, gets the, the, the ambrosia known as Sunny D served in a boot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, now, now, cut to me to the shot where I, like, I'm shaking the boot and spray it on all you guys on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, little Captain Travis, uh, which is you, the listener. Uh, if, we're covered if, for the next uh, 160 episodes now. <laughs> yeah, we're good for the next 160. <laughs> Uh, how far can you stick your head up your ass? Uh, let us know. Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com.
And to see high-resolution footage of better podcasts, uh, you can check out Instagram. Uh, we're there, and we are Free Legal Advice Podcast. And like Grant always says, the best place to find all the content to see them titties farting, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Free Legal Pod. I say that once a day. And if you like the show, clear all that shit out your garage so Grant can write uh, God Anus on it or something like that. All I know is it's, that now it's an investment property, okay? <laughs> Buddha's soggy taint. Yeah, there, that, that was good for the garage. That, that's good for the garage, mm-hmm. yes. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 61. How do you use them in real life as a thing? Because I'm, I'm trying to go through all these games right now and thinking about stuff when it's like, oh, Star Punch from Punch-Out. That's I pretty was, sweet. I thought of that you know? one too. Instant knockout. Yeah. Blammo, Ooh. right? That's pretty sweet. <laughs> Spread gun. Pretty cool. Right. But I don't... My problem in life isn't like killing people. Like it's like, ah, yeah. oh, these people are so hard to kill. I have to hit them so many times. I only want to hit them once and be done with it. <laughs> I mean, my problem is I'm lazy. I There's guess. There's got to be a better way. Yeah, right. Turn internet over.